0: You have to have a bulletproof attitude if you're gonna win and succeed. If your mind is open to the ideas of other people, you actually don't have a thought that is your own. And if you don't have a thought that's your own, I guarantee you, you don't have a goal or a dream that is your own. And if you don't have those things, then I promise you, you don't have an emotion inside of your subconscious that is your own. It's other people's. And why in the world would you get anything different than what other people are working with? Welcome. You're listening to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, and I'm your host, Todd L. Bowerly. You think between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day, 98% of your life is controlled by habit. If you want to change your life, you have to start by changing how you think. think. When you change you, everything in life changes. Yep can see it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. Welcome back to the Reprogram Your Mind Podcast. My name is Todd Bowerly, and I'm a coach helping people all over the world learn how to think differently so they can change the results that they're getting in their life. This is going to be episode number 15, and this is all about your attitude of attraction. You are continually attracting things into your life. Based on what? not just the thoughts you think, not just the emotions, not just the action you take. It's based on your attitude. And most people don't understand what the attitude is. I'm sure you've heard people say, you need an attitude adjustment, or there's something wrong with your attitude. Well, what does that mean? Your attitude is something really specific. It is the composite. It is the mixture. It is the alchemy created by your thoughts, by your feelings, and by your actions. If you want to have a winning attitude, you need to be able to be in control of all of those aspects of yourself. So you need to be able to control your conscious thinking mind, the thoughts that are coming in, the thoughts that you're entertaining, the ones that you're getting then emotionally involved with. You have to have good emotional intelligence, which is the management of your feelings and your emotions so that you can control them and not having the emotions control you. And then your behavior, of course. It is what you do that is actually going to determine the results that you get in your life. And if you have poor thoughts and a poor emotional engagement with whatever's going on, and you have actions that are not powerful, you're not going to get good results. And the biggest problem with attitude is that most people allow the outside conditions and circumstances, what other people say about what's going on in the world and about themselves and about the opportunities that are before us. We allow other people to tell us what we should be thinking and how we should be feeling, and we get emotionally involved in all of those ideas, and then we become the plaything for whatever's happening outside of us. When we become the plaything for conditions and circumstances, all we're going to do is act in alignment with whatever those circumstances are and create more of the same. This becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy or cycle that you can't get out of. If you have ever thought, this keeps happening to me. This cycle keeps happening over and over again, and I don't know how to change it. Chances are, the answer is going to be in your attitude. When you change your attitude, when you change your thoughts, when you change your emotions, when you change your behavior then, naturally, your results have to change. Now, this isn't a mystical idea or concept, even though it's core to things like the law of attraction and most of our spirituality, we become what we think about. This is something that psychologists know about and they teach in basic behavioral cycle. Look, something happens outside of you. There's an incident, a circumstance, an event, a trigger that you have an immediate thought equal to that trigger, and then you react emotionally equal to that trigger, and then you react physically, on the physical plane, equally to that trigger. What well, gives you more of the same. If you really want to change your life, you have to understand how to control your mind, how your mind works, and maintain the positive, productive, sincerely a bulletproof attitude so that you can persist and get the results that you want. That's what we're talking about today. All of the experts in the world, whether it's spirituality, philosophy, they all say the same thing. They all agree that you become what you think about most of the time. what does that mean? It's the thoughts that you think on a regular basis and get emotionally involved with and act in alignment that become your reality. Essentially, that's saying it's your attitude. Thoughts, feelings, and actions need to be in alignment. And the best work where we're gonna do to affect our attitude positively is always gonna be in our conscious thinking mind. When we control the thoughts in our conscious mind, and we start to understand that it's the thoughts we think that create our emotion and that we always are going to behave or react from a place of emotion, from that place in our subconscious mind, then we have complete control over the outside results. But attitude, what makes it a little complicated is that you, you can't really separate one aspect of this from another. The example that my mentor, Bob Proctor, always used was a cake. Like when you eat a cake, you just say, hey, that's a really good cake. You don't say that's good sugar, that's good flour, that's great spice. You say this is a good cake. Well, it's the same thing with our attitude. If there's something off about a person, and their vibe is off, well, well, what is it? Is it is it their their thinking? What they're saying? Is it is it the emotions? Is it their energy? It's their behavior. It's just their attitude. There's something off with that person. It comes down to understanding that attitude is this composite of thoughts, feelings, and actions and we need to work and improve all of them together, which makes perfect sense because, you know, we're a spiritual being, we have an intellect, we live in a physical body, we should be developing on all areas of ourselves, not just in one area, not just the intellect, not just in our spirit. So let's talk about each of these different aspects of our attitude and what we can do to improve it. To effectively understand this idea of attitude, we have to go back to how our mind looks, what it looks like. So let me walk you through how to create this image in your mind. And uh, I've done this before in a couple of different episodes, so let's do it just one more time. I want you to bring into your mind uh, the image of a big circle, and that big circle is your mind. Okay, so we have the top circle, and then we have a smaller bottom circle connected to that with a thin little line, so it looks like a neck. And the mind on the top, the big circle is your mind. The little circle on the bottom is the body. And you can put little arms and legs on that body. We draw a line across the middle of the mind, across the middle of that big circle. And the top part of this mind is your conscious thinking mind. It's your educated mind. You're listening to me with your conscious thinking mind. Now, the bottom half of this circle... That is the subconscious mind. That's your emotional mind. It's where your heart is, your subconscious. It's where all of your programming and conditioning exists. And it's the thoughts that we think in the top, in the conscious thinking mind, that we get emotionally involved with in the subconscious that causes our body to move into action. The reason the top circle is bigger than the bottom circle is that the mind is the master, the body is the servant. We do whatever the body tells us to. On top of our conscious mind, on top of our mind there's these little antennae. There's little hashes on top of it. There's five of them. One for each of our five senses. What we see, smell, taste, touch, and hear. Those connect us to the outside world around us. If we turn on the news and we see something, some tragedy that's happening, or we hear people complaining, that information comes in through our senses and directly into our conscious thinking mind. So you are gonna be thinking equal to whatever is happening outside of us. The first place we have to do our work is in our conscious thinking mind to monitor what's coming in from these sensory factors. The outside world has so much dense data and it's streaming in all the time. We are really only consciously aware of a small fraction of this information that's out there. And everything else that we're not consciously aware of goes right into our subconscious mind. It goes past our conscious awareness and into our subconscious. The challenge with that is if we are not rejecting some information, we're accepting it. If we want to know where we have been programmed in our lives, it comes from the fact that so much of the stuff around us, so much of our limiting beliefs, they were our parents, so much of the things that we're outraged about were programmed to be outraged based on the media that we're consuming, especially when it comes to the news. All of those ideas are streaming right through our conscious attention into our subconscious mind, and it's the repetition of those messages that become our program. And it is the program in our subconscious mind that has control over what our body and our behavior does. So again, if we're going to change anything, we have to learn how to use our conscious thinking mind. The biggest thing you have to be aware of is what ideas you want to reject. So what are you listening to? I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're watching this on TikTok, you're making a choice to listen to something that is uplifting, positive, productive, helping you grow and helping you reach your goals, helping you step forward in your life. But are you always doing that? One of the things that really always frustrates me, if I'm trying to get my car worked on uh, and I drop it off at a shop, and it's only going to be about a half an hour, 45 minutes, let's say, to have my oil changed. I go in and sit down. What's what's playing in that waiting room? I guarantee you it's Fox News or MSNBC or some news that's just running nonstop. When my family travels over the summer and we stay in hotels and we're eating breakfast, there's always a TV on and it's always the news, it's always the weather, it's always It's always something negative. There's always something negative on television. Well, we don't have broadcast television here at home. We don't have that on and we don't listen to it. And I certainly do not like sitting in those environments where that message is going on because it's going right into my subconscious mind. You know, there's also something called doom scrolling. And I haven't heard anybody else really say that except me. I call it doom scrolling when you're on TikTok and you're just scrolling from one outrageous and frustrating news story or complaint about politics or whatever to the next, and you're looking at videos of Karen and you're looking at police brutality and all of these awful things that absolutely do happen. What is, what's happening in that phenomenon? You're not consciously thinking. You're allowing that message from the outside to go unfiltered right into your heart. You're getting emotionally involved. It's creating or reinforcing the program. So you have to start rejecting these ideas you have to start saying, no, I don't want to be around that. So we turn off the TV, we leave the room, we do our best to cultivate an algorithm on social media that feeds us the kind of content that we want, that's uplifting and expanding for our minds. We also need to watch ourselves with conversations, with loved ones, with people that we're around. When they start sharing their limiting beliefs or complaining negatively, we need to be able to Either get out of that conversation or change the subject. So here's one way that you can do that. If someone's complaining about something negative and you just know that this conversation is going to go off the rails, you can can say, well, that's interesting. And you don't have to pay it any more attention. See, most people want to complain and uh, be frustrated in that conversation because they want validation. They want someone to agree with that so that they don't think that they're alone or crazy with their thoughts. Well, you can validate that, but not give in to that emotion. You can say, well, that's interesting. You're not passing a judgment on whether that's good or bad, or you're arguing with them. You're just saying, well, that's interesting. By the way, this happened today. Or change the subject to something else that you want to. Just say, that's interesting, and go someplace else with a conversation. This takes practice because most of us are uncomfortable trying to shut down friends or, God, even family. We're, it's a really hard thing to say to a family member, that's interesting, and move on and change the subject, but you have to do that. Another thing that you can do in your conscious mind, let's say that you're involved in an event or circumstance that is going to be really frustrating for you. Um, I'm going through that same experience. I'm, I, am, I have now returned back home to Utah. I am no longer in my vacation property up in uh, northern Michigan on Lake Michigan, and, uh, I, I, walked home after driving for 30 hours over two days to a house that was all torn up. I'm having parts of my house remodeled and having my office and studio finished downstairs. And I walked in to a complete disaster area to the point where it was like 10 o'clock at night and we didn't have toilets. Uh, like they were pulled off of the floor cause we had flooring done and it had been two weeks and it hadn't been put, to, put back together. This was really frustrating and as we walked through the basement, uh, we saw so many things on our project that were not the way that it needed to be. And it's, it's late at night. There's nothing we can do about it. We couldn't even really bring stuff in through the, uh, through the family room because so much furniture was piled up in there. It was really frustrating. And I was so angry with it. I had to stop and I had to breathe and start telling myself, this is a good thing. There's good in this somehow. This is something else that Bob Proctor taught me all the time is this idea that that's good. Whatever happens, you need to form the habit of saying that's good and start looking for the good in it. Michael Beckwith has said this, this is a three-step process about learning to change your perception of a negative event. And it goes along perfectly with this concept of that's good. This is good. This is helping somehow. I don't know how. (laughs) I'm really frustrated. I'm really angry, but there has to be good in it it comes down to this idea that polarity exists, that nothing is really good or bad. There is good and bad in all things. Step number one, it is what it is. Like you can't change it. I mean, very quickly, within about a half an hour of getting home, you know, I was really frustrated, but I realized like there's nothing I can do about it. Continuing to be angry or express that anger isn't gonna help anything. Like it is what it is. Number two, harvest the good so i had to really <laughs> i had to really think and look for the good and it took me probably more than a day to figure out the good the good is at least the basement wasn't done and the drywall wasn't finished with all of the problems that had to be fixed the good was the the you know the floor that we have down here i mean it looks really fantastic The good was we made it home safe. The good was we could at least clear off our beds and have a place to sleep. The good was we had neighbors uh, that we could call and we could go in and use the bathroom. The good was that the grocery store was open. We could go use their restroom. The good is I live on a mountain and we could pee on the back mountain in the middle of the night if we had to get up and use it. It took me a long time to find all these good things. And I love this phrase, harvest the good. This implies you have to roll up your sleeves and get, get your hands dirty. You have to work sometimes to find the good, but there is good in everything because of the law of polarity. The good things cannot exist without the bad things, and the bad things cannot exist without the good things. There's no up without a down. There's no inside without an out. There's no light without a dark. So you have to harvest the good in your life. And the third step is then you have to forgive the rest There are going to be some things that are out of your control and you've got to let it go. Let it go completely. Abandon all of those feelings of frustration and outrage. It doesn't do you any good. I have done a lot of research and reading about surrendering, about letting go, because all of the great teachers talk about it. And actually, I could probably do an entire podcast on letting it go. How you let it go Really comes down to entertaining different thoughts. If you are going to continually be focused on the negative, on the reasons why, and justifying why you're angry and frustrated, you're holding that negativity in your mind. Instead, if you hold the good in your mind, if you've harvested that good and you focus on it, naturally, you're going to let go of the bad. You cannot hold on to two things at once. You cannot hold on to the good and the bad because they are opposites and do cancel each other out. One is going to be stronger than the other. So don't worry so much about letting go of the negative. Focus more on holding on to the positive. And in doing that, you can forgive the rest and let it go. Now, part of letting it go is not going back and dragging it back up. I haven't talked a lot on this podcast, but I have with some of my clients about growing up and the environment I grew up with. And my father at times, in fact, it is 2022, and I know when I visit with him or I talk with him at length, he's going to bring up things from 30, 40 years ago that he's frustrated about still, that he hasn't let go. There's this saying in The Science of Getting Rich, let the dead bury their dead. Like, let the past be alone. Stop dragging it back into your conscious mind and into your emotional mind. You have to let it go. You cannot go back and revisit it over and over and expect to have a good attitude, let alone change anything or manifest the dreams and life that you really want. You can't move forward into a future that you design holding on tightly to all of the past incidents that have wronged you or frustrated you. So instead, focus on the positive and the good. In doing this, you're going to start building the habit of protecting your conscious thinking mind. Now, in the last two episodes of the podcast, I talked about gratitude and I talked about several other habits, five other habits of a positive mindset. You do all of these things combined with the practices here of that's interesting and changing the subject or saying that's good, harvesting the good, letting go of the rest. You use those practices to protect your conscious thinking mind. If your conscious thinking mind is clean, meaning it, it has more positive ideas in here than negative ones, that's the first step towards protecting your attitude. Clean up your conscious thinking mind. I'm streaming here on TikTok, and Alma has asked the question, could, you, could I talk about Murphy's Law, which Murphy's Law means a couple of things. For most people, Murphy's Law means that if something negative can happen, it will happen, or that negative things always happen in threes, or whenever you try to, to move forward, things fall apart or you fail faster. Uh, and, and a lot of these, there's like barriers, there's blocks that come up, preventing you from being successful, okay? I have a great a great example of this and how you have to use your conscious mind to protect what your attitude is. Uh, I'm refinishing the basement, I'm spending a lot of money in doing this. The project was behind and just the other day, the water heater started leaking. We've had so many cascading failures with the plumbing. It's been really frustrating. And I'm not really excited about spending another $2,600 on the water heater um, that actually just went in yesterday. And we had the plumbers out here and said, well, you know what always happens in threes? That's kind of this idea of Murphy's Law, that something bad is always going to happen. Or if something bad could happen, it will happen. And so like immediately I told them, I I cut him off and I wasn't angry about it, but I I knew he's kind of joking. And so I'm kind of joking in return, but also really serious saying, yeah, we don't need three things to happen. It's fine. This could be the only thing that happens. I don't want to put that energy out there. In my mind, I'm going reject, reject, reject. And I started replacing it with, well, this is good. This is good. This is going to be good. It didn't take me very long to find that idea and say, you know what? I'm so glad that the basement was behind schedule, and I'm so glad that we didn't have drywall up, and I'm so glad we didn't have carpeting put in because that was going to go bad, so uh, I might as well be able to replace that water heater now so I don't have that problem moving forward. That's The situation is what it is. I have to accept it, and I have to forgive the rest and let it go. So I had to turn myself my energy around, my attitude around to being excited and go, you know, I'm really grateful that we have these general contractors and we're able to have the plumbers come in and immediately replace this. Like, how cool is that? I could have to wait a week and we could have to reschedule everything. Like, I'm going to have insulation go in tomorrow. So it's all good. The project's all on track. That's a great example of learning how to control your conscious mind Uh, to protect your attitude so once we've learned to control our conscious thinking mind or we have a little bit more power over the ideas that we're taking in and getting emotionally involved with and those that we're rejecting we really need to focus on how we are feeling if we're going to leverage the law of attraction if we're going to become more successful than we are right now we have to change our emotional state why why is that so important Well, first off, the emotions, the feelings that you have, it's really conscious awareness of the energy that's moving through your body. Look, there's high vibration and low vibration, but really it's all just energy. The great thing is, is I don't think there's really negative energy out there the way that a lot of people talk about it. I think it's just energy. You get to Choose whether that energy is going to be positive or negative based on the thoughts that you think. But once it moves past your conscious mind and into your subconscious, it's going to start moving into manifested form in your life. So you have to just put your effort into feeling better. And the person that I love to listen to most who teaches about how to feel better is Abraham Hicks in the teachings of the Emotional Guidance Scale. From super high frequencies of peace and enlightenment and joy to lower frequencies of shame and guilt. And what Abraham teaches is that we just need to feel relief from the emotion that we're having. We have to grasp onto relief. So if you are feeling uh, shameful, which is, I think, the lowest vibration that you can get, that there is something that's wrong with you, maybe because there was something that you did, and you keep doing this thing, and it, and you keep getting negative results, and you're feeling that shame, there's something wrong with me, relief from feeling that you are the problem is that is the idea that your behavior can be improved. Not that I am the problem, but like, oh, what I did wasn't good and I can do something different. Guilt is a, is a breath of fresh air and relief from shame. or we can move even higher on the scale. Most people really feel like they're a victim of circumstances and a victim is a really low, powerless energy, right? There's nothing that I can do. Rather than feeling like you're completely powerless, it actually feels better to blame somebody else. Well, it's because of, of corporations or it's because of politicians or because of the rich or whatever. You start to feel better than you do at feeling powerless. You can't stay in that blame vibration very long, that blame energy, because that's just going to attract more circumstances where you get to blame other people. After a while, you have to start thinking like, what's relief from feeling blame? Well, that could be just frustration. I'm really frustrated. I'm trying so hard and I don't seem to get anywhere, but I'm taking responsibility for myself and I just, I don't know when this is ever going to change. It's so frustrating and I feel like I want to give up. Well, that's better than blaming everybody and saying that you can't. Do you see how this works and you start moving up to this different emotion that feels a little bit better than all the way at the bottom that you are the problem? And then you can just have like disillusionment like that's even better than frustration because it's there's less resistance there. You're just like, "Man, I just I I don't see how this is going to happen. I don't understand." But now you're not resisting that frustration. Um, then you could just be sad or disappointed. How about that? That's even more relief from disillusionment. I'm just disappointed. Man, I put so much energy into this thing and it didn't work the way that I wanted it to or the way that I hoped to. But now we can start to use this mental alchemy of changing different thoughts and we say, but I know that it didn't work out because it's teaching me something. So what can I learn from this? Now we've moved from this closed minded emotional state to something that's a little bit more open, a higher level of I'm learning. I'm growing, I'm not there, I'm disappointed this didn't work. And we get to this state of neutrality. And this is where magic starts to happen emotionally. If we can manage our emotions to a state of neutrality, now we can move through and take action and do different things in our life without so much pressure, like it's not life or death that this is going to work out or it's not. From there, it's about training your mind into these higher frequencies of expectation and hope and joy and love. So you have to learn how to master your emotions, how to think the thoughts that are gonna trigger a different emotional reaction inside of you. And in doing that, you're changing your vibration. You're changing the energy that you're living with. Bob Proctor used to say this all the time, that feeling is conscious awareness of the vibration that we're in. So you put all of your effort into feeling better. When you start getting really excited about your goals and dreams, and you've been visualizing, you've been dreaming of it, and you've been trying to train yourself to feel like you would feel if all that you wanted manifested in your life. And now you, that excitement, that energy starts moving inside your emotional mind more and more, and it's activating you. And sometimes you feel like, I just got to go do something. I got to take action on this. I have to put this idea into motion. I have to do something. That is the third component of Attitude. We have our conscious thoughts, we have our emotions that we're in, and now we have our behaviors. And if you are in the right energy and right vibration, the right emotion of faith and hope and excitement, you're going to take action in alignment with that emotion. And this is the most important thing because it's the action that we take that causes a chain reaction of response back from the world. This whole world works by the law of cause and effect. And the results that you want, the dream house, the dream relationship, the more money, the happiness, the peace of mind, that's an effect. That's a result. That's the end point that you're, you're going towards all the time. That is never going to happen without the law of cause and effect being triggered. You have to do something to get those effects. So what kind of action? Well, there's all kinds of action that you can be taking. The type of action you want to be taking is the one that you feel moved by. There's this fantastic quote. By Alfred Adler, that says, I am grateful to the idea that has used me. The people that have really succeeded in manifesting their life or building successful businesses and companies, the most successful people in the world all say that they have this drive or this passion. They just feel compelled to do something. I was watching a video about Tom Cruise, who is just at the top of his industry. Regardless of what you think about him or how wacky he may be, he is dedicated to being the best on that set. He wants to be the best in the world at entertaining people. And so he's on set before other people. He puts more energy into all of his training and all of his preparation, right? The idea of being the best in the world of doing this pushes him and forces him to do things differently than maybe other people in his industry. See, it's the emotion and the energy in your subconscious mind that moves your body into action. So you have to care for your thoughts and care for your emotions to make sure you have the energy to move into action. Now, here's what happens when you take action, whatever inspired action you have, where you have the idea and you just are compelled to go do this thing now at this point in time, that action carries with it, inside of it, that new energy and new vibration. It carries all of your hopes and your dreams out into the universe. And over time, over time of consistent thought, consistent emotion, consistent new action... Your results are going to change. The reaction from the world is going to change. And that's when the manifestation occurs. That's when you finally achieve something. When you have been persistent with the new attitude long enough, that new identity, that new self image of who you are, when you've been persistent long enough, your results end up changing. And that's how you manifest. And it all comes down to this idea of attitude. You have to have a bulletproof attitude if you're going to win and succeed. If your mind is open to the ideas of other people, or you find yourself just regurgitating talking points from other people about why they're frustrated or why they're angry, you actually don't have a thought that is your own. And if you don't have a thought that's your own, I guarantee you, you don't have a goal or a dream that is your own. And if you don't have those things, then I promise you, you don't have an emotion inside of your mind, inside of your subconscious that is your own. It's other people's. And why in the world would you get anything different than what other people are working with? So there's a question in TikTok that says, how come the prompting or the pushing on the inside, this urgency to take action comes in the middle of the night when you wake up the next day and stress or guilt takes over, and I would assume shuts down that action? Well, here's why. It's because at night your subconscious mind is wide open. It's wide open to just express itself. You're less inhibited in the middle of the night. And so your desire gets to work out through your behavior more at night or sometimes early in the morning. Now, when you are more, and that's just because you're tired, you're fatigued, your conscious mind is is slowing down. You're not overthinking the problem. Uh, You wake up the next day and now you're back to reasoning and logically trying to reason out, should I do this or should I do that? And it's really not even your conscious mind that's in control, that's your programming. And so your programming has co-opted your reasoning and is arguing against why you shouldn't do these things. And you're using your memory and reminding yourself of all these failures or why you're not good enough. If there's anything that you get from this podcast episode, it's this most important point. When you feel inspired to take action, you need to take action immediately and not worry about the consequences or whether it's the right time or if you're in the right energy, you just have to do it. You just have to get that energy out and express it. We get to be used by our ideas. And it's the idea that wants to be birthed into the physical world, anyways. We allow ourselves to be moved by inspiration, by spirit, by the energy. The energy of what? I suppose that's the biggest question to reflect on as we wrap up this podcast. What energy has control over your thoughts, your feelings? or your actions? Is it the energy of the outside world? Is it the energy of the ideas of other people? Is it the idea and energy of frustration, of outrage? Or is it the idea of your highest and best self, the life that you really want to create? Is it the idea of maximizing your potential, of living your best life? It is, the, uh, is it the idea and energy of your goal, Or is it your default program and conditioning? Be aware of what is coming into your conscious thinking mind. What are the ideas that you're thinking about all the time? What are you emotionally involved with with your life? And I bet you your behavior, all the actions that you take, are going to be in alignment with those thoughts and those feelings in the first place. And since you need to do something different to get different results... You need to start thinking something different and feeling something different. And the magic happens when your thoughts, your feelings, and your behavior are all aligned with the new idea, the new identity of yourself. That's when you become powerful. And it takes great power to change your life and to succeed where other people have failed or given up. And the last thing in the world I want you to do is to give up on being your best self when you are able to finally align your attitude, you're going to tap into the most powerful aspect of yourself. And that is this unique expression of you. You have talents and interests and desires and this unique expression of your personality. And all that you want is tied into your ability to express that. On the next episode of the podcast, I want to share with you some of the tools I have used to uncover my own natural talents and abilities and to put more intention behind using them to create the results that I have in my life. When you learn how to use these, you will also see your own unique genius is the key and secret to getting everything that you want in life. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this has been valuable, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode and comment or rate this podcast on whatever platform you are using. Until then, remember, we become what we think about And so do you.